0: Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host for today, Rich Polly, and joining me is the jolliest of the greenest of giants, Liam Baker.
1: We all know that's a lie. I'm not jolly and I'm not green. I am giant. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> ben is um, Ben is sorting out his house again today. It's uh, something to do with carpets. Um, so instead, we've actually replaced him with somebody who knows what he's talking about. It's Niels Deterre. Hello there. Hello, mate. How's it going?
2: Oh, it's good. Yeah, thank you. And thanks for inviting me on. It's been really good thinking about it and uh, looking forward to it. Thanks. No, fantastic. it's great to have you. Um,
0: I realised that you having already given me a, a, a precursor for how to pronounce your surname, I still managed to get it wrong um, by shortening the first E sound rather than giving it the longer sound. So I even wrote it down phonetically, so I wouldn't get it wrong and still got it wrong. So, you know, oh, well.
2: I, I i expect it to be honest you know
0: you're you're used to it now <laughs> <can>. <laughs> i'm pretty sure that my name can only be pronounced and my surname can only be pronounced in two ways and people always pick the wrong way so it's fine well, um come,
2: you, the mind boggles i can't think of what the other way is now
0: uh, uh, yeah poolee poolee yeah. um as tim's just put in chat poolee boolee um but yeah, pulley, Poo- pulley, Poo- but it's Polly. So there's three ways it can be pronounced, and they never get it right. So it's fine. Um, but it's just one of those things. At least I haven't got a, you know, Mauritian or Sri Lankan surname where it's just 47 syllables. Let's go. You know, just keep adding them on. <clears> it's all good. Uh, <laughs> it's fine, right? We've got some uh, really interesting stuff to talk about today. Um, so before we do that, we're going to talk about X-wing. No, I'm kidding. Um, So we've got some really interesting X-Wing stuff to talk about today. Um, And as well as that, um, we've got Niels on because um, in his uh, other not having fun with X-Wing life, Niels is a uh, clinical psychologist. And we want to talk to him a little bit about the psychology of games and the psychology of X Wing, and sometimes why our brains work the way that they do. Um, so, Niels is going to give himself a bit of an introduction once we come to that bit of the podcast. But um, I'm really excited to talk to him about this stuff. And I hopefully, um, well, well, I hope that you'll all find it as interesting as, as I think that I'm going to. So, um, cool. No pressure, by the way, Niels, on that. None at all.
2: Um, none, none taken.
0: <laughs> right. Um, we've got four. All yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, right, So we've got four, uh, five, sorry, events to talk about um, before we go into that. Um, so we had two world's qualifiers over the weekend. We had one at PAX and we had one in Germany and Cologne. Um, and then there was two store championships in America. So um, I'm going to talk about the store championships first because we, we like to do little happy name checks to the guys at those events. So the miniature market in um missouri had their store championships it was won by doug howe who i think is a member of usa team for xtc and a bunch of other stuff um i say doug yeah doug howe so they played four rounds and then a top four um and doug won it uh with first order so silencer kylo silencer blackout Von Regen a tie Interceptor, and Malarus with Magpulse Warheads. That um, seems like a very wholesome, almost, list, looking at it. I mean, you could trim that back and put a whole extra really good ship or two in, but that is all very, like, it's almost old school aces, isn't it, Liam?
1: Yeah, I mean... The important thing to look at there is that Von Reg and Malarus have Magpulse warheads as well. Mm. So Von Reg will fire his Magpulse at whatever he wants. Malarus will do the same. And then Kylo and Blackout will just punch something and there'll be no tokens to defense. And of course, they lose the tokens for attack as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm. And that's
1: all I-5. Apart from Von Reg, who's 6.
2: Yeah.
0: Pretty good pretty good
2: it must uh, be a sort of killy list that must be what it's doing isn't it with just four ships that's what you've got to got to do i suppose malarus can take a or well, crate or something but
0: so malarus no. is good yeah, malarus and kylo are both good for action because kylo's got force and malarus has got ability which is better than force for two turns um and then von reg and Eye have also got a little bit of economy because blackout can still Dip out after tagging an objective, um, or you know, you can focus boost in to get range on stuff. But yeah, Doug is a very, very accomplished player as well. So yeah. um, it's important to note as well that Kylo's got proton torps, yeah, and
1: Blackout's got advanced proton torps as well. So there's definitely some killing power there. You'll be throwing <clears throat> dice throughout
0: a game if you yeah. need to, if you need to do some murdering, that's what it's here for um so yeah uh well done to doug um just having a bit of a look down there's not a full uh full list Aren't in so but most of them are um but yeah um i don't think i can see anything oh it's all gone wrong uh i don't think i can see anything unexpected um
2: well except for teddy Roosevelt, who brought four eaters and um probably mace by the looks of it so that's that's quite an unusual list, right there. Yeah,
0: yeah. For Anakin Ob, Kit Fisto, Shakti, uh, in an Eta with Chopper on Shakti, um, and then Mace Windu uh, with CLT, compassion and foresight. So five, four point uh, Jedi, bit of fun. Yeah, bit a bit of of,
2: good. So yeah, he went two and two, didn't he? But um, which you might expect, but quite a brave list.
0: Yeah. It's the kind of list you definitely have fun using over the course of the day, you know, because you're repositioning and ducking and diving and doing all that stuff. Lots of good choices and things to make. So, yeah, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And uh we'll just tell everybody off. Five people didn't put the lists in, but there were five of the top nine naughty.
1: One of them is one of those uh, resist tank. Two people.
0: Two, two of them. Yeah. Disgusting. I know biophysical and Janateos, who don't, who doesn't really play X Wing anymore, but he's turned up to a store championship to see how it went. <laughs> so get it up to sixteen. Um. So the next one is um Austin, uh twenty twenty three store championships at Tribe at uh, Austin 316, maybe. Um. It was won by somebody called Ames. Oh, and I I just looked down this, and I'm suddenly sad, because I was like, oh, yay, it's a 16-person store championship, and it's not. It's a nine-person store championship with um, seven people who've played one game, allegedly, and then dropped. Um, So now this is pod racing uh, is one of them. Could be real. It's got Anakin in it, but played one and then dropped. So there's a lot of people. Yeah, this feels like a a nine-person store champ that's topped itself up to 16. To make the invite valid, but never mind. It was won by Scum and Villainy, I think. Unless they the yeah. final. Yeah, it was won by Scum and Villainy uh, by somebody called Ames. I didn't know you went, Liam. Uh, neither did I, but I probably drank too much. <laughs> uh, so Ames with his Scum Toolbox list was uh, Han Solo uh, in the Falcon. Uh, so Scum and Villainy. So Han Solo, good irrespective of if you choose the worst one. Um, with Trickshot, Lando, Perceptive Copilot, Greedo, Contraband, Cybernetics, and Title, Sarisu with Swarm Tactics, Fearless, and Magpulse. Lee Mackay with Plasma Torpedoes. Durge with Proton Cannons and Fearless. And Jast with Burnout Thrusters and an Ion Cannon. So two M3As and Y-Wing. Uh, Durge and Han Solo walk into a bar. And I can't think of any joke that goes well out of that so
2: i'm going to store champs yeah it's it's unlikely
0: (laughs) just goes to show you doesn't it It you never quite know
2: yeah amazing Um, yes we don't know who that is then by name
0: no not got a clue um roll better has got this lovely thing of insisting that you don't sign up with your real name and then asks you later on for your real name but doesn't show your real name so only shows it to the to
2: I just put my real name on it, but, you know, everybody else followed the instructions. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: think a lot of people put the real name on it just because they were like, well, I want to be able to find myself, not have to look down and try and remember what jolly internet nickname I signed up with three months ago when I first signed up for Rollbetter. What am I on here? Oh, yeah. Um, So well done to MS. Um, Congratulations also to... um, i can't even pronounce the guy who got second with um another similar first order list it's quick draw kylo blackout of major von reg um but he's taken uh whisper kylo to make enough space for quick draw um over mallarus uh versus the list that doug Howe used so there's clearly something to these four high initiative uh first order lists um doing quite well hard to kill and hit quite hard i guess is always a good good combination. Um and this quick draw's got a nice little thing. It's got the um deuterium power cells. So once the shield's gone you can uh, dip out and get a shield back and come back in as a fully operational quick draw again, mm-hmm. which is always nice. Mm-hmm. Um okay that's that one. Um so PAX PAX had two events. Um we'll talk about the extended one first. Bit of drama um, there were 16 players, two players dropped halfway through, and at one point, um, the tournament organizers said, well, if there's not 16, there's not going to be a World's Invite for this, because they had a, a store kit to run it. Um, so they revoked their, um, their their invite for this event um, at, like, round three, when a bunch of people had turned up to play, trying to win an invite. <laughs> <laughs> That's going rough. on there that is <laughs> rough yeah <laughs> so, uh, yeah some people dropped and they just apparently went yeah we're going to pull the invite so was that mind.
2: the same to as the main pax event or... uh,
0: i have no idea uh i don't uh it's been set up on better by the same person but um who knows if they were actually the person who was making the decision so they were the person who did the admin but yeah it's um just seems like a bit of a rough decision. There was only sixteen people, so um it was kind of running on the wire anyway, and it was kind of a i think it was like a side event on the Thursday before pack started or maybe the Friday that pack started um for people who basically arrived early and wanted to play some more x wing and I don't think there was an entry fee for it over and above convention cost um so whatever happened, it happened um It was extended though, so we saw some, uh, most of the lists had something interesting in. Um, the winner flew, um, uh, I'm gonna say that, that had the Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, um, Keo and Sabine list, but topped up that three point, um, instead of using Wedge in an A-Wing or something else, with Zeberelios in an attack shot with intimidation, because extended and no bad uh-huh. list, apparently. I was going to say, it's, it's banned. Yeah, it's on the ban list, but it appears that they're not the... Uh, yeah, there's also people with hull upgrades, so I'm guessing that it was full, you can do what you like, man. We've got Commander Pyron on here and everything. Yeah,
2: um, extended is with pretty much everything when you when you yeah. look at the PDFs, so. yeah.
0: Yeah, the ban list is, does include intimidation and a few other things. But, um, yeah, so anyway, it's it's been won by a meta hand list. Um, but, oh, yeah, keo has got intimidation as well. Sabine's got intimidation. So all those three-point, all those ships that have got a three-point um, talent slot have taken intimidation um, in, in Miguel's list. So um, well done to Miguel Justiano uh, for winning that one. Um, it's always a bit right.
2: mad. I got to notice there's a couple of uh, resistance bombers down there, Rich. Yeah. Tim..: Yeah, Open, so, yeah Tim,
0: Tim Openaldo, he, um, he is a, um, a friend of the podcast. And we know he listens. Um, we chat to him sometimes online. Um, yeah, that makes me happy to see Bentin and Finch Dallow uh, with V. Moradi, who's another dial peeper, so that's another band list card. Um, so yeah, there's been quite a few. <laughs> Just looking down the list, it's like oh, everything's illegal. It's fine. Uh, we've got Han- resistance hand solo on there as well, so he's on the ban list. Um, yeah, it's wonderful. There's somebody flying K wings. You know, there's mm. people flying. Um, you know, Psy in the um, in the Lambda shuttle. Uh, I'm surprised we've not seen any. We can't see any Sloan on here, but. I guess nobody's willing to go that far down the rabbit hole of no. extended.
2: No, I think there's a, there's a gentleman's agreement there, isn't there? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: you can use whatever you like, but not Sloan. No yeah. Sloan.
2: Um, yeah,
0: so cool. Well done to Miguel anyway. Um, I hope you get an invite. Um, I would complain if I was you, if they don't. Um, mm. Rage. Rage onto the internet. Um, okay, so the, the, the main event at PAX was quite a big event, actually. 73 players um, who played at least two rounds of X-Wing. Um, few people who've won one, lost one and then dropped. So I don't know how real all these people are. I suppose if people have gone to try and win an invite, they've lost two games that they've dropped. So there's a lot of one win, one losses um, in the, in the drop end um so this was a um an enormous swiss um so they played seven rounds of swiss mm. cut to top four so this is following the kind of i don't know new um american format for big events which is mm. heavy on the swiss light on the cut mm. um and I think everybody who's anybody in the UK and in the US X-wing uh, kind of scene was playing um, at this event. So all the all the big names, really, that you would expect to see at the big events, uh, were all in it. Um, Miguel Justiano, by the way, who won the extended, event two and three with Separatists. Um, hmm. He f- he flew four. Um, uh, what are they called? Those things, Dirge flies. Road class those and a tri-fighter. So four road class and a tri-fighter. So he did that. So anyway, it was won by Duncan Howard, Um, Mm -hmm. so a well-known US X-Wing player. He was using uh, two uh, Siege of Coruscant, uh, sorry, not two Siege of Coruscant arcs, so you could do it that way. So he was using Oddball from Siege of Coruscant and uh, OG Wolf, so build your own wolf with R4P veteran tail gunner and expert handling. Um, And then he was using Anakin Skywalker and Adi Gallia in the Delta 7 for Adi Gallia. So CLT Adi Gallia with Chopper and Debris Gambit, which is a a rude little combo um, that some people pointed out to me. Debris Gambit turns the Chopper of Aid white, so you just get another free action because you don't get stressed from taking it. and then Anakin Skywalker with shield upgrade, Predator, and R4P17. Mm. Um, so four ships, two arcs, two Jedi. It's
2: mm. a good list. Um, I've been I've been playing around with this actually. Um, mm-hmm. at, at first, you think, "Oh, it's only four ships. How's that going to going to work?" And actually, it works works quite well. Um, but I don't know if I'll be able to make it successful like Duncan Howard has. I mean, he's it's Duncan Howard.
0: He's yeah, he's kind of well known for being quite good at the game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I look at that and I think to myself, everything there just dies. Like, Adi Galliott can be a pain to kill because her ability allows her to switch off range ones and she's got chopper. So she'd be, you know, focus of Ed force. Um, and it does hit
2: hard. Yeah.
0: Um, it hits hard. In...
2: No, sorry, go on, you go. Yeah, if you can if you can engage right. Um but the, the, the weakness for me is, is is the Anakin, you know, if you put him in the wrong place then you've probably lost the game. Um but on the other hand, uh he's got an amazing effect on other players. People sort of see that across the board and get a bit mesmerized by him. So, you know, you can use him for that.
0: Yeah, he can do absolute nonsense with R four P seventeen and his ability. Um, So Predator plus R4P17, you know, if he sloops behind you and has you in Bullseye, he can spend a force, he can clear his stress, he can do an action with R4P17, then he can take his normal action. So he can even, like, boost into range one, you know, take focus focus target lock, range one, and then light you up. Um, It can be very, very nasty if you don't deal with him, Um, and he's not ignorable. Because even if he's not hitting bullseye, he's still a three dice double modded attack. So, um, yeah, there's a lot to a lot to think about with that one. Mm. Um, so I know it's... I know he doesn't listen to podcasts, but well done, Duncan. Yeah. So what are you going to say there, Nils?
2: I was just going to say also it's like a little bit of a throwback to the summer of 2019. You know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> with <laughs> um, with seven be Anakin, and it would have been Mason those days. And it would have been two torrents instead of two arcs. But uh, yeah. So. Flying.
0: that's re- that's real power creep right there isn't it yeah it is <laughs> get rid of your two generic torrents and replace them with two fully operational arc One seventies, yeah exactly my goodness me yeah. um, quick mention to the other guys in cut we had velvet buddha who was flying imperials so he had a um uh, we've got a rear admiral Shiranu with death troopers invader um and then we've got Tomax, Deathfire, and Major Rhymer as um bombers. Tomax and Deathfire are the um, standard loadout ones. And then we had Captain Feroff in a Reaper with Triple Zero and Ruthless. Um so a lot of kind of stuff going on, a lot of interactions going on in the, in those lists and kind of bombers that can do crazy stuff and be where you don't expect them to be. Um then uh, third place, Jonathan Grasser flying um, uh, what is, I think, becoming known as the crates version of the Han Solo list. So you've got Han, uh, Luke and Keel with Duke and then Fenrau with Clan Training Predator, Beskar and um, Mandalorian Optics. Um, so that Fenrau is the Fenrau and Duke, I think, are the two upgrades that kind of mark out that um that playgroup's kind of version of the of the Luke list. Um, so, uh, and then fourth was uh, B Freeman, who flew first order. So it's actually nice. We've got, in the top four, we've got four different factions. Um, uh, he's flying Whisper Kylo, Le Hughes, Von Reg, Malorus, and, and DT-798. So, again, that combination of good first order pieces slot together, count to 20. Um, seems really nice uh, what What are your opinions on, on those lists um, Niels?
2: Um, I haven't got an opinion <laughs>
0: I mean interesting boring uh, it's interesting uh... to,
2: see, to see that uh, that FO there I'm always interested to see FO because it always feels like a bit um, slightly off meta even though it isn't, it's doing reasonably well but you don't see as much of it so I like that Um mm-hmm. Uh, and I sometimes sort of think about playing FO. Um, I know you do a lot, Liam. What do you think of it?
1: Uh, So it's fairly similar to what I would run anyway. Uh, The only difference being LaHouse in place of where I would put Whirlwind. Oh, and there's no bid note, but obviously because you're not taking whirlwind, you don't need to get up to six. Uh, you've got more of a more of a choice, and he's gone with DT798. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's just it's a seen, um, one, right? solid. dice Yeah, it's interesting to see. Well, it's interesting to know why he hasn't taken Scorch. Mm. I think Scorch um, is the better option.
2: Haven't some people been thinking that DT is the better one instead of they're much of a muchness, but some people prefer DT. Is it like that?
1: Yeah, I think because with DT you can still fire your ability off even while strained. I think, mm. but it also doesn't lock you into doing a uh, a blue maneuver because if you do take a shot, you lose the strain. You're probably okay. Uh But I much prefer scorch. Mm. Mm. But it seems very solid. And it, it is choice. kind of it, yeah. It's kind of heartbreaking to see Kylo without uh, sensor scramblers as well. It's such a good upgrade, <laughs> but obviously when you take that, you don't get optics. So mm. it is one of those. But no, it seems fairly solid. I think as long as you've got the right piece, it's in a fo. You can't do badly. Although there's many people who've proven me wrong, so I don't stand by that comment. <laughs>
0: yeah it's very easy to do badly with um with first order living proof of that right here um yeah. there's a, <laughs> i'm just look i'm just looking down like, yeah, and, me. <laughs> and 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 me um, so I'm just looking down the list of the uh the kind of the things that made it like duncan's list that that topped it out is a bit of an anomaly because it's done you know Addy and Anakin are not the kind of things that we're currently seeing alongside those arcs um you know it's more more commonly some of the cheaper options so you can fit extra ships in uh, but sometimes quality has a quantity all of its own um you've also got you know kind of um like uh there's, there's a podammer and falcon list there's a whole bunch of han lists there's a whole bunch of uh, republic arc lists the more common kind of two arcs uh, a z95 um, an eta and a you know and and Anita Spite you know there's a whole lot of kind of the, the sort of stuff that you would expect to see a lot yeah. of bombers a lot of T70s you know so it's it's a, been a full meta competition this one like mm-hmm. you have to go quite far down before you see something you'd really not be expecting which is um 25th place you've got Libson baby who who flew Sunfac Dirge, Grievous, DBS404 and DGS047 yeah. um to a a kind of mid-table finish um
2: but yeah. And yeah, that was my thought on the on the top view as well. They look like versions of, of what we commonly see. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. You've got to you've got to scroll quite far to see something unusual. You know, there's a Y Wing in thirty first place, there's um a Defender in thirty second, you know, and, and the further
2: think in forty fourth, yeah.
0: Yeah. Four fangs, oh wow, yeah, four fangs in a z ninety five and four forty four nice, um but yeah, I mean th- it's also that you scroll down and there's you know there's five t seventies you know, right the way down at the bottom, and so again, it's like we, we said last week, uh poor one out for Lance Vance by the way, in in seventieth place, he went over three and dropped, he had two b wings and a U wing and a sheetapede in his list, so um, oh, you could have so. predicted that score looking at it. <laughs> Where do you think this list probably finished? Quite far down, but he had fun. I hope so. Um, it was Lance the... Vance's last dance.
1: Oh. Oh. oh, oh! You win the prize. For that,
0: that, that's a GTA Vice City reference. That is okay. Uh, I mean, there's like there's some crazy lists in here. Like looking further down, like there's a seven ship imperial kind of tie thing, but it's not a TIE Swarm, it's got two Obsidian Squadron pilots, but then it's just got the bombers. Mm. So it's got four bombers, Lieutenant Lareer, and two TIE Fighters. And I look at that and I actually think I would not know what to do against that. Like, I guess you just joust it and hope that you can take some things off faster than they kill you. Um, it's got a feedback ping and all sorts of stuff going on in it. So I guess Deathfire is doing crazy stuff to get bombs out among the uh, the op- the opponent, and then using them to pick up free locks for your cluster missiles with your other bombers, and all sorts of jank going on there. Um, well, cool. Well, anyway, yeah. Well done to Duncan Howard. He won another event. Um, uh, Yay! Yeah. Um, so we were lacking some enthusiasm so I thought I'd really push <laughs> them in there. People being good at X-Wing are still good at X-Wing. Who knew? Oh. One second. One second. No, we'll give them one of them. I oh, really need to find the standboard? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure when you wear it, it's Liam because it'll be awful.
2: <laughs> How many of us does Duncan Howard have now? Oh, I mean... You know. A-
0: I, mean, obviously, uh, I, think, I think, think it's one fewer than Dom oh. I think he's won a store championship with each faction and now he's won packs as well so he's now won flights and accommodation to Chicago or travel and accommodation at Chicago as well as invites but you know hmm. I for guess f- he'd have been going anyway good for him Some people sicken me with their talent. (laughs) You're talented as well, Rich.
1: Yeah. I've never seen anyone change a list and make it that much worse. (laughs) (sighs) Lovely. Thank you, Liam.
0: It's okay. Always here to tear you down. I know. Right. We're going to talk about the German world qualifier now. Now, this is a bit of a difficult one. To try and figure out what on earth happened in it, um, so they used oh weird. God. They used weird, so they used weird software, um, that we haven't used before. But we we know who the winner was, which is really good. So the player called Dodonna, whose name is Nicholas or Nick, um, who he won. So we can tell you who won who topped Swiss and who won it. So Dodona won. Um his list was Han Solo with Bistan, Perkop, Trick Shot, um Chopper with Guerrero and Magva Yarrow. Oh. Um, Battle of Yavan Luke and Sabine Wren with Beskar. Mm. So he's won the the full event. Now we don't know how he got through the event. You know, it's um, it's it's a but, challenging bit it. of software to look at.
2: I've I've got him on the on the Swiss results. He went four and two by the looks of it on Swiss. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: So yeah, he went f- yeah four and two on Swiss. Um, so he'll have played the republic list that came second in the first round and then something else has happened but like a bunch of people who we know listen to the podcast that we see at the sith taker open and stuff have um have been at this event and uh have played in it um find out something cool right this is the this is the possibly the most awesome piece of news that has come out of germany um in Uh, the last week or so, is that they raffled off um, nine sets of unicorn dice. So these were the dice that we mentioned several months ago that turned up randomly at an event in Chile, and everybody went crazy for them, which you can currently um, apply for the raffle for the um, Isoplane initiative for Worlds for this year if you want to try and win a set, which people have been like a pair of one attack, one defense. But yeah, they raffled off nine sets of these dice, and a set has four pairs in it. So there are currently 36 pairs of these dice, fresh out of the plastic in Germany, rattling about the place. Um, This gives me hope that those dice are going to start turning up at other big events that they do. Um, Maybe Worlds. Um, maybe at other things, but um, we don't know how many there are. Currently, they are incredibly valuable. To give you an idea, um, there is a set of four currently on bid on eBay for $1,200. Oh my God. Um, which are being sold by a former FFG employee who had them rattling about in his box of random crap he picked up off from the office as he was leaving, I suspect. <laughs> but, uh, so, the yeah. question... Are yep. oh, they tournament legal? So th- I've heard this, and that's a really interesting point, because they have never officially been prize support at a- an organised play event. So, so
2: I don't that, know. It's in Germany now then, I suppose they weren't prizes, they were auctioned, but, but that yeah. was an event, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, but like they're not... it wasn't official prize support. So they're not FFG price support and they're not AMG price support. They are X-wing dice that have been made available to the X-wing community, and everybody knows that they're that they're official. But like, I don't think anybody would stop you using them because unless you really know your dice, they're indistinguishable from other sparkly dice. You know, it's like, oh yeah, they're sparkly X-wing dice. You know, they're the same weight, they look the same, they feel the same. They're not like the what did you call the company tritex they're not like the tritex ones that just feel heavier um and a a little bit like a millimeter too big in every dimension they just feel the wrong size um these ones kind of look identical in terms of shape and weight and stuff um they're just clear with sparkles in them rather than sparkly themselves i know um i certainly wouldn't stop anybody from using them at an event um because i'd be aware of how rare they are and people who have them want to use them um,
2: and might have paid $1200 for them might
0: have paid $1,200 which is why I them, yeah. would stop them <laughs> like, you can't have them <laughs> you're not allowed to use them, why? because I don't want to have to deal with the police turning up after you get robbed on your way out of the store I can't authenticate them, they don't exist
1: yeah,
0: anyway so, um, yeah, chopper one, an event, and I mean, we know this list is good, right this list is done well in in other events as well, um like store championships and the like, and it's it's finished reasonably well um in a bunch of different things um the the one that kind of topped off Swiss uh it was hand keel wedge look Sabine so um but has taken elusive on everything that could take elusive so like keo and wedge in the super stay alive mode rather than trying to push damage mode so um i kind of get that elusive is still a really good upgrade um Mm -hmm. but i mean it's another hand look what what you're going to do about it have you got a plan if you don't you're probably going to lose um all that said liam none of these lists actually topped swiss because i was uh, oh no, I'm lying. That one did top Swiss. I was just about to talk about the separatist list that was at the top of Swiss, but he's just at the top of the list of lists. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, I'll just have a look. There's a Galactic Republic and an Empire that also got five wins. Uh, so the Galactic Republic one. We'll have a look at that. Pyropushal. See what his list was. Let's see if it was interesting. What was it? A bunch of arcs. It was a bunch of arcs. Uh so he's taken out the uh he's taken out the Anakin and he's replaced it with two Z ninety five. So it's Boost Slider, Jag Wolf, Oddball, and Padme. Yeah. So yeah, it's a good list. It's a really strong list.
2: Yeah, that works well. With with those six ship lists, you feel really relaxed in a lot of the a lot of the um um, scenarios, you just think, oh, I've got this. Let's send this one off over there and that one off over
0: there. Yeah. Um, having the three medium bases as well means that you just kind of casual your way through the the clusters of um, objective tokens, picking up points as you go um, yeah. without having to think about how you're going to pick up points. And you've got, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got your Z95 sitting there as well to to kind of tag stuff and. You know, boost and slider can both get into weird places um for blocks, and yeah, plus Padme to just make everything live that little bit longer um, with a bit of a damage threat as well. come the end of it, yeah, it's a, it's a good list. It's something that i I would fly, but I don't own z ninety fives um from Republic because I refuse to buy more things. Uh, <laughs> I'm all right for the moment. I should buy them. I should buy them. I keep looking at lists with them in and they're not using them at club. Um, yeah, well, I do. not them. Yeah. Yeah. As the cynic in me says I'm only buying them because they're two points. When there were three points, I would never have bought the the box. But now there's two point options. Maybe I need to buy the box. And the realist in well, my maybe head maybe you goes, do. Maybe you should. Because
1: we won't be getting a points update anytime soon, I don't think. Yeah. I've almost
0: settled on my world's list. We'll talk about that at the end. Oh exciting. Very exciting. Ooh. I mean, I say that now, but I'll change my mind forty-nine times between, you know, now and March. So it's all good.
2: That's okay. That's Not just enough. more excitement you can talk about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just keep going. Keep keep flip flacking. Right. Um, so that's um that's X-Wing. That's well, that's event results that we that we've been talking through for the last bit. Um we're gonna move on to what is I think going to be a super interesting section on this. So um kind of mentioned it at the start. Um, I think, Niels, I met you at UK Games Expo or something several years ago, um, mm-hmm. along with um, Zach, your son. Mm-hmm. Um, playing, he was playing Venny Lulo. I was playing Venny Lulo. He mm-hmm. um, knocked me into a cocked hat because he'd put Lone Wolf on his Lulo and I hadn't done mine, and it was a much better choice. And he absolutely rinsed me, and I felt sad. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, I randomly see you at events and you've been coming to the Sith Taker Open and stuff, and it's it's always great to chat. And I I found out completely by accident, also known as your out-of-office reply, Mm -hmm. um, that you were a doctor of some sort. I didn't know what sort. And at one point, I said to you, what kind of a doctor are you? And you said, oh, I'm a psychologist? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. And I said, is that the one with the drugs or the talking? And you laughed. um, And you said, it's the talking. And is this right? I haven't got it mixed up.
2: Yeah, yeah. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: So um so I thought like a little bit ago I was thinking to myself there's something a little bit odd like with how my brain works around X Wing and I thought I spoke to some other people and they said, Yeah, yeah, we're we're the same. Like can't sleep the night before events get really like like insomnia feelings all this kind of stuff. And I was just interested to talk to you about like if you, you could help us to understand, not mm. in specific circumstances, but why our brains kind of do what they do before events so do you want to before we go into that do you just want to give like a little pressy of your sort of your your qualifications i'm not asking you to read out your full cv and it's you know please i don't think i could cope but um just so that you know people know that when they're listening to what you're saying it's a little bit more than listening to somebody who's read something on the internet or watched a ted talk
2: yeah um absolutely um so so i am a psychologist i'm a clinical psychologist um which means i studied psychology in the first place and then i did a doctorate uh in in clinical psychology so i'm called doctor but i'm not a medical doctor um and i can't hand out drugs um and and it's mostly talking but i'm a neuropsychologist so i specialize in working with people with neurological illnesses so it might be people with ms or brain tumors and or uh, dementia that kind of thing and uh and so i there's this sort of technical stuff that i do which is measuring people's um sort of cognitive abilities um, memory and concentration and so on um and i do a bit of therapy as well i uh, do therapy with people with brain tumors i've got a special interest in functional neurological disorders and um and i i, I teach mindfulness meditation uh, to lots of people with um with these sort of problems and that's the funnest bit of my job as well
0: oh, wow wow um every so often you realize that people have you know actual jobs that add value yes. to society um and not just make money for rich people and it's like all oh, right okay <laughs> that sounds amazing like that genuinely sounds amazing so like um obviously the reason why we're talking to you is um because Liam's got, no, no, I'm not gonna talk about Liam's problems. Cause that's a, that's a jar of worms that we don't need to open up. Um, I not, mean we can if we want, <laughs> I am Open, anyway. open to, do it on a podcast. No, <laughs> um, no, like really, I guess like, so the question, like the first question I want to ask is, Why can I not sleep? And it's not just me. I've had about half a dozen people when I've said this on the podcast before. So I've said I can't sleep at events, especially if I make a lie awake until three o'clock in the morning and then I pass out and I wake up at six o'clock and I'm exhausted. Um, Why? What, What is what are our brains doing that makes that happen?
2: Yeah, and I've got to hold my hand up to something similar. Just because I understand this stuff doesn't necessarily mean I've I've got it completely figured. Um, but but I use what I I have. You know, I, I use the the skills I have. Um. So so I also wake up in the middle of the night before before an event. I get to sleep, and then I wake up in the middle of the night, and I meditate um, in the middle of the night, and I go back to sleep, and it's okay. But I still lost an hour's sleep. But you know, it's it's. Mm-hmm. it's Sort of works. So I know exactly what you mean, um, and I think it's probably really common. And basically, um, it's well, we're anxious. Our bodies are full of adrenaline, um, and other stuff is going on in in our bodies. So we're in a state of anxiety or a state of 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 arousal. Um, and uh, and and the reason for that is, is is probably a couple of things, but but mainly um, because um because we're very keyed up about the challenge of of the next day so x-wing is important to you right Uh, it's important to me anybody who's there for one of these these tournaments it's important to them and the more important it is to you the more keyed up you are okay so so, um because because of because so, so 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 it's natural to feel anxious um now there's some aspects of that which might be less helpful um and you might be able to work with and some aspects of it which are just normal. I think it's just normal to be keyed up um before an event because our body gets us ready to perform. So that's the healthy part. See mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. That that's the kind of um that's the kind of fight part or the you know well I suppose the flight could be healthy too in some situations, couldn't it? But but that's that's healthy um where it starts to sometimes it gets too much and that's where you start to run into into difficulties and that's if you um if you start to uh get um you know because it's so important to you then you start to see um start to see uh uh you know start to see it as a potential threat that you might do badly for instance mm-hmm and then you start to start to think about that and start to feel anxious and afraid about that that outcome and the the more you care about it the more the more nervous you get about that so that would be sort of less healthy
0: it's it's Um, interesting like hearing you using words about emotions that are often kind of discussed in the in, in like the macro sense so like fear and um arousal and anxiety are things that when you talk about them as a as a non-professional, like if I talk to somebody about, you know, I'm afraid. It's not. I'm a little bit nervous. I'm a little bit anxious. I'm a little bit unsure. It's always that kind of macro-level fear in inverted commas that you're talking about. You know, that I want to run and scream because I'm terrified of that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same with kind of the excitement. You know, you always think about emotions, but what you're kind of saying is that even low-level amounts of those emotions can can kind of produce chemicals in your brain that kind of make your brain want to do different things work in different ways is that is that right?
2: yeah, exactly. um it, it's um it's not so small amounts I and mean, it's it's probably quite large amounts. that's why it's why you know some of us can't sleep uh, because it's it, it's a bit too much. And so one of the things that would be useful to do is to be able to um you know manage that a bit better but to, to to regulate that downwards so that you could get a good night's sleep because not sleeping well is probably going to impact your performance isn't it and and your enjoyment the next day um and 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 i think it's quite common so if you if you had a way of sort of relaxing that would be really really useful um but then some anxiety is um is is is, is a good thing you want that if you didn't have enough anxiety you know you might um, might be because you know you don't care enough, or you're not really enjoying it, or um, or you you, you you know you might not perform well enough because you, you you haven't got the uh, the motivation, the sort of uh, the 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 juice to to uh, uh, to really concentrate.
0: Okay. So so you, want,
2: so you want it's okay to be anxious. We don't have to get rid of it. Um, it's like uh, but sometimes there's too much of it, and then it'd be good to be able to to relax that a bit.
0: Okay. I mean that that that's it's interesting because I guess you always think about anxiety as a bad thing as as I said before, like when you're thinking about it mm. in the macro, you, you think of anxiety as a bad thing because you know, you hear people saying I've got serious anxiety, you know, mm. and that's never I've got a healthy small amount of anxiety that means that I care about the things that are important to me and that are important, you know, for, for my mm. family or for my life or for my friendships or whatever. Um, you know, people who talk about anxiety are talking about you know, I can't get to sleep at night because of the plight of, you know, three people in a village on the other side of the world that I read about on a blog, um, mm. you know, four years ago or something, and it just pops back into your hindbrain. Um, and you know, the people with insomnia suffer from these kinds of things, right? Um, mm. like kind of um overcooking it. So like one of the things that you, you talked about that you do is like you you meditate. Are there was like when you say meditate, you know, my boring brain thinks about Tibetan monks and bowls and chiming yes. bowls that you spin around in your hand and whale song and all that kind of stuff but it's not just that kind of weird eastern mysticism is it? It's, it's kind of it's modernised beyond that now hasn't it?
2: Yeah no We it's it, uh, I mean it still I think feels like that to a lot of people but I meet a lot of a lot of really you know normal people who come come along every, every week and um, with with problems one kind or another. Um and, and so I'm saying to them, why don't you try this mindfulness meditation? Um and um and so my classes, I usually run my classes on on Zoom with people people learning it and it's it's purely secular these days. We it's sort of been scientified. Um mm-hmm. and um, you know there's been a lot of research and, and so on uh, but we're basically using the same techniques that people have been using for thousands of years you know even before Buddhism people have been doing this kind of thing uh, in, in in India and do, doing much the same technique um, and we're using it now in the modern day pretty much the same stuff though yeah yeah okay um, we, have bowls. Well, we used to have bowls as well but it doesn't work so well on Zoom uh, I was going to say <laughs>
0: I mean, like my, my my knowledge of it is kind of begins and ends with you know meditation as being something where you you focus your mind on something that's not the thing that you're worried about, and that kind of but but what that focus is is something like it's it's almost an irrelevance. It's just that it it exists as an entity to focus your mind on, so that yeah. you're not thinking about the thing that you don't want to think about. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I'm terrible at at like putting things off to one side because I'm a proper. Like, oh, you know, I'm going to drive down to Birmingham the night before an event. And it's not, you know, like I've done well or I'm worried or anything like that. It's, you know, I'm, I'm excited to go because I'm going to see people. I'm going to get to play some games. And I'll literally be lying awake in bed at two o'clock in the morning, knowing I have to get up at six to, to set off to drive for two hours to get there. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just lying there going, I'm going to be terrible tomorrow. And my whole brain is just going, I need to go to sleep now, like my conscious brain. You know, my my intelligent brain is thinking you need to go to sleep now. Otherwise, you're going to crash in a fireball on the M6 and you're not even going to get there. And you really need to get to sleep. Um, But then, you know, every time you feel yourself starting to drift off, suddenly kicked back awake again with this kind of realization of something in your head somewhere is just saying, no, you can't. Yeah. Or or, is it the same thing, by the way, that wakes you up in the morning an hour before your alarm? when you've got an early alarm set and you don't want to miss it is it that anxiety that's waking you up
2: it could be but it's, a diff- it's a bit it's a bit different because that's like Thanks. yeah but, but what you're talking about in, in the middle of the night and beforehand is um it's probably because you're already so keyed up basically um and mm. then and then the not sleeping has become um like uh, like a, a present threat hasn't it you know that there you yeah. are not sleeping and you're thinking about the not sleeping and you know that not sleeping is going to uh be bad for you tomorrow um and so uh, your mind is full of uh, this kind of uh, this kind of negative kind of thought and um and and the feelings that go with it in in, in your body with a lot of anxiety and so on and so uh, that's a state that just isn't compatible with sleep mm-hmm. and so so as you kind of as you sort of drop off uh, to sleep you're not really in a state where you can where you can properly sleep probably you're you're both hyper aroused and exhausted so you're sort of falling asleep but you're also jerking awake at the same time which is um uh, which which just doesn't work so um so when it gets when you get into that sort of state what you need to do is is relax your body and your mind before you try and sleep you know once you've got into that state um you, you're, sort of, you're not really gonna going to be able to easily get to sleep um, so okay. the way you, is you 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 get yourself up you do something you wake up um and and um and relax yourself spend half an hour doing something effective to relax yourself so you might do a relaxation technique or you might do some yoga or some tai chi or some uh or some mindfulness meditation you know it's, it's best not to what it's best not to do something which which kind of fills your mind with more stuff like reading a book or something like that or you know mm-hmm. Um, but you but you can do you can sort of distract yourself you could you could watch you know half an hour of um half an hour of x-wing video but it's not as good because it's it's, it's gonna it's not gonna i was gonna
0: say it it sounds like picking up my phone and flicking through x-wing related discords is probably counterproductive isn't it
2: yeah sort of it might distract you but it it (laughs) probably won't really relax you you're still filling your head with with you know x-wing ideas which will still be kind of bubbling away excitedly won't they just, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. so gets yeah. rid of the
0: fear but replaces it with that kind of excitement again where you start thinking oh maybe i should go and repack my list and fly something different tomorrow um that's that's the problem the three o'clock in the morning list change decision um let's not let's not do that ever again um so i mean like is is there you've talked kind of about mindfulness and meditation techniques is there something that you can kind of tell us that's like a really simple 101 basic entry level into just something you can do to just chill yourself out
2: um yeah. yeah um yeah there's a couple of things i can say one thing i want to pick up on is i'll pick up in a minute on something you said a few minutes ago um and talk about mindfulness but before that because my Training yourself up to to be a sort of mindfulness meditator is a little bit more involved, takes a bit more effort, it's a slightly longer kind of lead time. But a simple technique which you can use, which is effective, um, is a relaxation technique like progressive muscle relaxation, for example. So you can uh, type that into Google, and you will find um, a bunch of YouTube videos called progressive muscle relaxation. Um, you're looking for something which is about 15 minutes long Um, and you know there's a bunch of options there pick one with a nice voice or whatever or a nice kind of picture whatever you fancy and um, and what it will do is take you sort of guide you through 15 minutes of going through your body and taking each group of muscles and tensing them up and holding it and then and then letting it go then it'll and it'll it'll naturally relax. Because the the tensing it up um, means that when you let go, it'll trigger a relaxation response in your in your muscles. Because it's quite hard to just relax. You can just think to yourself, relax, you know, it doesn't happen, does it? Um, but if you tense up first, and you're kind of tricking your body into into then relaxing. So you go right through your body doing that. And of course, it also functions as a massive distraction because you're busy, busy doing this thing where you're focusing on your body. And, uh, and by the end of 15 minutes, you've forgotten what you were thinking about. Um, you're feeling nice and relaxed. And probably your level of arousal has come right down. So that's a, that's a, good, that's a good technique. And it's, it's easy, to, easy to use. And you know, it's not complicated to learn. So yeah.
1: I was going to say, I've actually tried that.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, and the biggest issue I have with that is that when I get to, like, my lower legs and stuff, I just get cramp, ah. and then I get sad, and then I focus on the cramp, and then it gets worse, and, yeah. then, I get, and then I'm just really sad at
2: life again, so how do I fix that? <laughs> oh, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think, I think just don't, uh, don't tense that hard, Liam. That's what I would say about that um oh, okay. you don't you don't have to tense up for this exercise. Actually, you can just go around your body and pay attention to each bit and and say to yourself, relax and do that. It's just um it's just a, a, you know a little bit. It, 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 it's not, not such a strong if not such a strong relaxation effect. But you could just you know when you get to those crampy bits, you could just think, oh, you know, I won't I won't tense this up because I know I'll get a cramp. Um, is that? <laughs> So I, I think, I'm listening I think to this. what
0: you say, I think what you're saying, Niels, is that Liam doesn't have to try to win at tensing. Win at he tens- can just <laughs> he can just tense casual,
2: just tense a little bit. Yeah, tense, yeah. tense casual. So yeah.
1: I, I'm listening to this, and I'm really starting to think I've got a lot of problems um, like, because so I get just like hyper aware. So I'll, like I'll move my fingers, and obviously you can see all the movements in your wrist. Yeah, and then I get intrusive thoughts. I'm like well that's stupid like why am I doing this so I'll focus at something else and I just get really distracted but that's yeah. because my attention span is not good yeah
2: yeah um fix me so so for you Liam um I've got a special uh discounted mindfulness uh, offer <laughs> <laughs> um I think I, I I, I honestly would recommend mindfulness meditation to anybody who can be bothered and it is a bit of a bother. So there is that. Um, but if you've got attention problems, then the way to do it is is with quite short meditations. So, you know, if if, if paying attention for a long time is difficult, then, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd say do something for about 10 minutes or something like that, 15 minutes, 15 minutes max, and totally give yourself permission to fidget and be distracted. So... Um, so shall I talk a little bit about, about mindfulness? Cause that's, yeah. I think it's one of the most useful things. And, um, and also, um, Rich, when you asked me about this, I thought, Oh, this sounds really interesting. And to be honest, I thought, Oh, I don't know what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> um, cause, cause I said to you, didn't I, let me think about it. Think if I can figure out anything to say. Mm. And, and I thought really what you're also asking me about is sports psychology. And so I, I did a little bit of a a deep dive, well sort of medium dive into, into sports psychology and found out a bit about that. Okay. Uh, and and it turns out that they use a lot of mindfulness. So I thought, okay, I can I can I can do this. I can I know about that. So anyway, um uh mindfulness. The first thing is to pick up what, something that you said, Rich, a while back. And that was about, you were describing how there you are at night and so on, You can't sleep. And what we all want is to get rid of these thoughts. And it's the same with you, Liam, here. You're saying, oh, I get these thoughts and I want to get rid of those thoughts, right? So what you've got is you've got some difficult feelings, like there's anxiety, and you've got some difficult thoughts. And you know that they're the problem, right? There you are, awake or whatever, or or you can't relax. And and you've got these anxiety, you've got these thoughts. So naturally, you want to get rid of those things, yeah? Um, Yeah. So I think we we, we all know what that's like. Um, The trouble is that as soon as you try to get rid of them, you kind of make it worse. Yes, it's like me saying, don't think about an elephant. Then everyone pictures an elephant. Yes, yeah which is the perfect example. Um, and and if you think about it, the reason for that is that if you try to, there's this thought of an elephant, say, um, and if you try to, to push it away, you're actually engaging with that thought right there. And so what you're doing inside the brain is you're activating that thought. You're activating a representation of that thought. The more you try to get rid of the elephant, the more you're thinking about an elephant you're trying to get rid of, right? Because... So, so that's how the brain works. And it means you can't get rid of things like that. You can't, you can't say, right, you know, um, I'm not going to think about pizza. You know? Ooh. What, what type? <laughs> so right now, everybody listening to this is thinking about pizza. That's how that works. Some Pavlovian um, response
0: is going on. Somebody's just instinctively done a Just Eat order because of you. You know what's happening. Someone happened.
2: has literally just ordered pizza. probably <laughs> more than one person. Double pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> so because 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 uh, that's how the brain works as well you know. <laughs> yeah. um Stuff so... crust.
0: stop it <laughs> Liam stop it no, we're in the serious bit It's <laughs> <My mouth swaltering.
2: laughs> harder, harder we try not to talk about pizza the more we'll talk about pizza and, and that's just our doom for the rest of the podcast now no <laughs> we'll, we'll, can we'll can get a get garlic
1: bread as well Nils
2: you can but but you know not from me
0: back 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 to the back to the back to the point so the more your brain is trying to not think about something the more you think about it
2: yeah so um so and it's the same with um feeling anxious as well right so say you feel anxious you know you're feeling anxious you don't like it you don't want to feel anxious maybe you even have a load of thoughts about how it's going to you know mess up your play tomorrow or whatever or mess up your fun um and um so so you think well how am i going to get rid of this anxiety um and, and and you do stuff to try and get rid of it right including that could even be using a thing like a relaxation technique you know you might use a relaxation technique. Uh, and, and, but you're but you're dead keen on getting rid of the anxiety. So what happens is that after a little while, maybe the anxiety's gone down a bit, say, but then you, your kind of mind checks and you think, am I still anxious? And in that moment, the anxiety starts to go up again. So you're sort of you can't get rid of it, right? This doesn't sound very um, very positive. I'll come to the good news, but it, 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 you literally cannot. Make the anxiety go away by trying to force it somehow. and makes it tricky. Same with the thoughts. So there you are, stuck with these thoughts, stuck with this anxiety. What are you going to do about them? Um, well, the, the, the answer is that if you don't do anything at all and you stop feeding it, then they'll naturally go away by themselves. The thoughts will go away after a few seconds, right? Uh-huh. And the anxiety will go away after a few minutes. And if you think about it, the anxiety is, um, is going to take at least that long because uh, what's going on is your body's pumped full of various kind of chemicals mm-hmm. like adrenaline and a bunch of other different things going around your bloodstream and, and some other changes in your body, which are, which are sort of physical changes when you feel anxious. Um, and, um, and those things can't just sort of go away, you know, like, like clicking your fingers um they it, that stuff needs to be metabolized it's got to be uh, it's got to be sort of washed out of the blood with chemical reactions so there's pumping around your blood and it's going to take a few minutes to go away in the best case scenario so how can you have that best case scenario it's, it's if you stop feeding the anxiety how do you stop feeding the anxiety well the main one is stop trying to get rid of it the way of getting rid of anxiety turns out to be to not try to get rid of it
1: just let hyper focus on it, it'll never go away, and then anxiety turns into dread, right? <laughs>
2: it, it can't you can make it worse, yeah, that's true.
1: But that's what
0: I do. Liam's already got a yeah, therapist, really he doesn't try. need another one.
2: I know, I know, and the therapist, <laughs> and probably really good therapist have you? I don't know, anyway. Um, I've got but- a couple. the key thing is you don't try to get rid of the anxiety okay um you which is the opposite of what seems like a good idea um and so it's the one thing that nobody ever tries right um you you've got to actually accept the anxiety you don't like it you know nobody has to like it but you've got to just accept it oh there it is it's just how it is right now now if um uh now if you do that then there's a better chance the anxiety will go down um, and there's a pretty good chance it won't get worse um so uh, and in and the basic idea in mindfulness training is that you just train your mind so that you can learn to see what's happening inside and learn to see how you're kind of stirring up your anxiety or stirring up your thoughts by reacting to them um, and instead you've you've got enough presence of mind to just not do that and just be there and and you know see what's going on but not make it worse and then your body takes care of it by itself and you you will you will relax well maybe you won't relax that much if you're facing you know a um, world open qualifier the next day because there will still be that kind of anxiety there but you haven't got to get rid of it you can you can um uh, you can roll with it, you can accept it, and, um, and maybe it'll come down enough that so you can get a good night's sleep, um, but you don't have to worry about being anxious. It could even, you can even think to yourself, oh, this anxiety will probably help me in my performance, right? help me, help me play better x wing because I'll be you know, focused and keyed up, um, and, uh, and that kind of reframing can, uh, can, be, can be all that you need. It's, it's, it,
0: it, yeah it, it I was just saying it's it's really interesting like the the links to sports psychology like from a layman's perspective because a lot of that is about visualization um mm. of you know the event um you know it's it's about visualizing success um mm. because then your brain is focused on the things that you need to do to be successful and mm. you're not focused on worrying about not being successful you're focusing on how to be successful and it's like just a different perspective um mm-hmm. on on kind of the same problem um is around saying oh no what happens if i lose you're saying how do i win um mm-hmm. and yeah it like but it as you say it's it's a big training thing and there's a huge like sports psychology is a huge discipline in and of itself um but it's interesting that it comes right back to kind of the fundamental roots of of mindfulness, because um, you know, like I've I've read a little bit about sports psychology before this, and, and my brain just kind of mm. kept going. Oh, but the way that you've explained it has made it like kind of quite simple. Um, mm. Like uh, I guess the the hard bit, which is why mindfulness professionals can be mindfulness professionals, um, is that it is difficult to get it to the point where it's actually giving you well, giving people what they need um, from it. You know, like, it's not the kind of thing where you can just float about the edges and pick up a little bit of this and a little bit of that and it might do you some help. And it might, but, you know, if you want to make a significant change to how your brain deals with anxiety, deals with stress, and deals with those kind of heightened tension situations, then you really need to to have that, I don't know, it's like willpower, that mind control. And I think it comes... Well I don't know maybe you can tell me if I'm wrong but my my brain is like kind of connecting out to at the end of a of a day of a relatively long event where you are tired mentally tired and emotionally tired when you're getting nervous about an event or like you know especially if you're playing four games in the cut on the same day or something like that you get that kind of sudden surge of anxiety and surge of nerves all at the same time um, and you don't have the night to sleep about it, but also your body can't cope with that much anxiety all hitting you all at the same time. Mm. So, like the one time I hit um, a final table at a big event, mm. I was absolutely fine right up until the final table. And yes. then my brain and, and then my entire brain just checked out like, literally just checked out. And I was like, I'm so glad I'm here, but that's it for me now. I'm done i can't you know i can't think as critically i can't you know do my decision trees i can't think about what he's gonna do i can't think about what i should do in response to that and what's most likely and all that kind of stuff i just went i'm just gonna shove things across the board and see what happens um and is that like is that the brain kind of almost reaching a breaking point or is there something else going on there
2: well partly um you're tired aren't you and and you you know, and we all know how tiring x wing can be it's incredibly tiring isn't it? by the mm-hmm. end by the end of a day's play um but um but partly it's it's the sort of nerves that come it's the anxiety that comes with suddenly now it really counts there you are there you are at final table, you know or you you know or or it's a match where it really comes down to it, you're playing into cut or whatever it is um and um, a, a, and that's when if your anxiety spikes, then it you know, combines with being tired. You, you're struggling at that point, aren't you? Yeah. And I, think, I think this is one of the, obviously you can try to regulate your anxiety. You can use your, your mindfulness training that you've been doing or whatever. Um, but I think this is because you mentioned visualization. I think this is one of the, the reasons for doing visualization, because that's one of the techniques, I think, it, that sports psychologists use and And I think the idea is that you um you basically um visualize yourself in every conceivable situation that you might be in, especially those high pressure ones, right mm-hmm. uh, because that's where it's going to count, and you visualize yourself doing everything right and and succeeding, and you know you're not kind of making up fairy tales you' you're, you're visualizing yourself in a realistic way, just playing the game and doing it right and staying calm and you do this over and over so that by the time you actually reach the real situation you've kind of done it in your mind many times over and it almost feels familiar so Mm -hmm. then there is that anxiety or as much anxiety as you hit this this you know this um moment that that really matters i think that's the idea in in the uh, of of the visualization okay that's interesting
0: liam you've said you've got some input on this one Yeah, so
1: I have noticed a pattern with how I play and how I perform based on certain things. So, for example, uh, the Element Store Champ, I was so mentally checked out to the point where, for me personally, there was nothing on the line. I, I, I wasn't there to play the game. I was there to see people. Mm. I wasn't in a good headspace, but because of that, I because I didn't, for lack of a better phrase, care enough about the game. Any decision-making points I had where things could just go wrong
0: Mm.
1: went my way because I didn't feel that anxiety and a lot of my decisions are made on anxiety. So I won't do this because it could go wrong. Mm. Or X, Y, Z, I always second-guess myself because I fear losing. And then because I fear losing, I ultimately lose. So another kind of situation where this happens, and this is a very unhealthy way, and I don't recommend anyone do this, is at the last three STOs, Mm. I have got so incredibly drunk Mm. that I can just about function, as in Mm. I can get myself dressed and get myself showered, not in that order, that doesn't make sense, Mm. and then get to the event. And because I'm so tired and just... Trying to stay alive, I just play the game and I don't second yeah. guess myself.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: and I do well And it because works well. my yeah because my brain cannot afford to do anything other than remember to breathe.
2: Hmm. <laughs> I've so heard uh, people say something like that. Yeah, go on, yeah. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, it's it's just one of those things where I know because of my personality and everything. Like I do overthink things, but I also check out early because of my ADHD, so I can't spend a lot of time doing certain things, but because I've got so much going on in my head, the moment the anxiety goes, Mm. everything just clicks, Mm. which is why I tend to do well in in events. Mm. But it's whenever I put the things on a pedestal, on a pedestal in my head, where I pay it the respect it probably should have, is when things go south for me.
2: Yeah, and and I really sympathise with that because I, cause I think I have the same thing. You know, the more I care about an event, or the bigger the event is, the, the more likely I am to get this kind of performance anxiety and and and, and to struggle with it. So so I'm i for purely personally also uh, grappling with that. And you can end up doing all kinds of funny things to try and get around it, like like you're describing. And sometimes it even works, which you know is quite clever. Well done. Um, but but you know. <laughs> But there's a sort of there's a bit of it that you don't like, isn't there? You know, I, I wish I didn't have to get really drunk and hungover to sort of achieve this or, or, or whatever. Or, or, or in my case, the, the sort of tricks, because I don't because I don't drink, because um, it gives me reflux and then I can't sleep at night. Oh,
0: so yeah. so middle aged. Uh, <laughs> Nothing to do with the hangovers, but the <laughs> middle of the night reflux is just no, unacceptable.
2: I no, don't, no, 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 no. Sorry, I've let that one out. Bye. <laughs>
0: I, I feel it I feel it I must admit I can't eat after 8 o'clock at night or I just get a terrible indigestion
2: These, these are the sort oh, of these are the little niggles that you know <laughs> the younger ones don't know about no. because it's
0: not Well working. I think we've
1: got an insight on how to beat Nils now if you've got him next day in cut slip him a shandy he'll yeah. be a
0: wreck.
2: <laughs> he'll be an absolute wreck Like his drinks he'll be he'll be finished <laughs> just a single drop of gin will do um <laughs> so um, uh, anyway but but i think I I, I I the sort of self-defeating things that i do to myself is um is is more mental i think uh, and i'm trying to give up these these sort of things and and, and have a new method but I, I i sort of tell myself um i don't really want to win or something like that Do you know it's that kind of thing or um or i think I think, and I think I'm probably not the only person who does this, Um, I think about, um, uh, I probably slightly nerf myself at the list building stage, you know, I'll choose to fly something which, you know, isn't a meta list and Mm -hmm. uh, tell myself it's because I really enjoy it, which could be true, actually um but at the same time you know i'm i'm hampering myself by by doing that and uh and then of course you can sort of you can tell yourself oh well i was flying my y- y- you know my 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 nice kind of casual list and so of course i didn't win because i was you know um uh, that's what i was doing so so those are the kind of things that i think people do as well as a way of trying to trick their brains into not feeling so anxious if you see what i mean
0: yeah i i recognize that like the night before an event when you're making a decision as to what it is that you're going to fly and you look at the thing that you know is really good and that you're competent with in one hand and then you look at the thing that looks a bit like that at first glance but you've changed some things around because it gives you the excuse if you get it wrong and -hmm. you lose you're like oh i made a bad list building choice it's not because i flew badly um so rather than trying to optimize your chances of success by picking the thing that's good that you know you're good with, you pick the thing that might be good but might not be, and you're either going to be some kind of list-building genius and you're going to do brilliantly, or you've got a you've got a ready-made excuse, right, to say, oh, it's not my fault. I cared. I cared. I brought Nim Miranda, but I didn't put any TLT on Miranda or whatever. It's um, <laughs> just to use a really old reference. Um but it's like, you know, saying, oh, yeah, I flew two arcs and three Jedi. But um, instead of picking Anakin and, and Adi Gallia, I chose to bring, you know, Plo Koon and Baris because yeah. I pre- I prefer them for my play style. And it's like, oh, so you made it worse. And Liam made the joke about me. You know, I, I've i done it a lot. I've taken a good list. I've changed a couple of upgrades. I've made it worse. I've not done as well as with it as I could have done, um, you know, and and it's that. it's But it's subconscious, isn't it? Like. It's a, well, it's not subconscious. It's that, it's a fear of failure thing that you're constantly trying to get past in work. And I mean, this is really interesting. It's like kind of, I'm joining a lot of dots between different bits of my life here because there's a constant thing in in leadership at work, which is about creating a psychologically safe environment for people to try to do things, even if they're worried that they won't succeed. Because if they never try to do something new, then they'll never be able to innovate Everybody always stays inside the lane, nothing new happens, and eventually businesses and companies fail. So you have to create a psychologically secure environment for people to try to try to do stuff, and if they fail, you say, "Great job on trying to do the new thing, what are you going to do next?" rather than "I can't believe how badly you screwed our company this month or so we're going to go under in the next quarter if we don't sort it out." That's not what you do because that's making people feel psychologically insecure um, and that that kind of giving people psychological safety, it's it's almost like giving yourself psychological safety of saying, look, even if I fail, it's fine because I've tried to do something different, but I've got this bit of a safety net. And it's actually really hard, unless you feel totally supported um, in a work environment, in a professional environment by your line manager or or by whoever, Um, it's really hard to do something that has never been done before because you don't want to be the one who fails um because that looks bad and it's work and you don't want to look bad um so i mean yeah it's yeah it it's it's all just connecting so many things and it, it all makes sense um you know bit of me wants to think about imposter syndrome as well which is another weird lizard brain thing where our brains just tell us that we're not good enough um mm. to do everything and anything um but i f- i feel like we've um we've more than um over-egged the pro bono that you decided to give us in a little bit of a chat about clinical psychology here Nils. <laughs> I feel, feel, feel like we've got more than our money's worth considering as we paid nothing for you to come on today. Oh, has been an <laughs> absolute pleasure
2: and uh, I mean I, I think this is an interesting discussion and rather than saying go, going on and on I, I, I think I, I think let's just try and boil sports psychology down into like two points basically. Um, mm-hmm. It's um, it, 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 it's um, or maybe it's even one. There's two points. You've got to focus on what's important. You've got to focus on um, on the game in this case, and on the bits of the game that you can do, like dial setting and planning and calculating and so on. Um, and you've got to be free of distractions. And we've been talking about some of the distractions. They come in all different sorts of shapes and sizes. Um, and um, pizza. Yeah, pizza um uh sort of um gin um you know people
0: at the table next to you asking rules queries because they know that you've got opinions that kind of stuff yeah
2: you know your phone (laughs) um all these kinds of things um but anxiety you know and trying to get rid of it and sort of negative thoughts and trying to get rid of them and so on and so so that's where some psychology can come in because you can deal with some of that stuff you can Mm -hmm. you can set it aside and focus on what's important which is having fun playing pew pew and just concentrating on the game yeah
0: i mean ultimately that's that's what we're trying to we all start playing the game because we enjoy it and then we discover this tournament scene and then we discover the community and then and then we realize that we're we're a little bit above average at the game and you know We like to go to the big tournaments to play against other people who are a little bit above average and occasionally play against people who are a lot above average at the game. Um, And yeah, I mean, ultimately, we play the game for fun. And if it's not fun, you shouldn't play it. Um, And yeah, I mean, this has been phenomenally interesting for me. Um, I want to make one final point, which is I want to congratulate Liam verbally for not sniggering like a child any any of the times you mentioned the word arousal. Um, there uh, I was no... actually
1: I was going to ask if we should put people who find plastic spaceships on a watch list. I mean, if they find them arousing, that is, because that's weird and objectophilia <laughs> is a serious problem.
2: <laughs> oh. oh, good. I'm glad you've uh, <laughs> opened your eyes on that one, Leon. Wait. It's, uh, it's fine. We've taken, we've
0: taken the serious thing down and, and reduced it to being entirely puerile. So is this another puerile question, Liam, or is this a serious one? You tell me. Niels, <laughs> if yeah. I
2: do not think, do I am? Uh, um, yeah, yeah, it's a really good question, isn't it? Um, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> uh, what do you think? <laughs> I don't, that's the problem. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) this is
0: this is work coaching 101 this is somebody comes to you and says hey boss what do you think i should do and you say you tell me what you
2: think you should do i fully support you in that (laughs) exactly (laughs) i think that's really interesting anyway but that's a whole another conversation isn't it about what we are what consciousness is what ai is which is going to be the the next thing philosophers are suddenly finding selves themselves all relevant again um in the in the new new era
0: I've 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 had this connection to philosophy for a while because a, a a very old friend of mine is a a philosopher of ethics a, a professor of ethics at I think Leicester University is where mm-hmm. he is at the moment. Um, and he's mostly about um the sentience of non-human animals. Um, basically he's a vegan. Um, but he's not one of them ones. He's he's fairly not militant about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also is published and stuff. And yeah, he he's constantly making jokes about psychology and. Uh, I think his his favorite one is, "Oh great, I've got a whole bunch of freshers turning up. They're all going to have read Marx." Uh, <laughs> it's like every year he's got he's got to deal with the uh, the kind of the, the pseudo psychologists who've, who've read a bit of Marx over the summer holiday, and he's like, "Right, let's get going with that. <laughs> we'll start we'll start with a bit of political psychology. Let's go." Um, so, uh, I mean, Niels, I I'm so grateful to you for coming on and talking about this because the last like kind of few months we've been making um bad jokes about you know this that and the other thing and moaning and groaning and occasionally talking about events and things and this has felt like a an incredibly useful and interesting discussion um for me so um have you got any
2: yeah it's it's, uh, thanks to you as well rich because because oddly i hadn't really joined up the x-wing part of my life with the psychology part so so i'm going to now Be working harder to apply some of these techniques to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic,
0: fantastic, Liam. Have you got any any other questions? Uh, I
1: think it's all about just playing down anxiety for me. Yeah, Yeah. uh, and just finding healthy techniques. Because at the moment, my main technique is either getting drunk or staring at a mirror and telling me it doesn't matter what happens tomorrow, because eventually you'll be dead. And none of it matters, and these these are not healthy coping mechanisms. So as mm-hmm. I need personally need to find more mindful ways. And I think there are some resources out there for people, aren't there? So you've got yeah. stuff like Headspace and
2: Head, Headspace is a good one. Calm is another one. Um, you know, these are relatively cheap subscription services where where you if you if if you work at it, you can really um learn mindfulness and train yourself up and it. it's not even that hard you just got to spend 10 minutes a day meditating um and um top tips don't worry if you get distracted everybody is that's just normal um you don't have to clear your mind um your mind is naturally not clear it's full of thoughts that's what a living brain does <laughs> we wouldn't want that to change um and uh, you don't have to be brilliant at it. You just gotta, you just plug away at it. You just, just do it, and you gradually, you'll find after uh, six to eight weeks or something like that, it takes a bit of effort um, that it's starting to bear fruit. Yeah, one, and- of, one
1: thing that I actually have found beneficial and is healthy is in regards to getting to sleep, and I don't know this, if this will help you, Rich, uh, but on things like Spotify, there's a load of playlists that just play ambient sound. Yeah. So I think you've got like you've got general white noise ones, but I to get personally to get to sleep, I just listen to raging thunderstorms.
0: Yeah, I've done. um, I've done. uh, uh, It's um, it's it's uh, tropical rainforest noises and things like that in the past. Mm. But it's like kind of that that like sea, the ocean as well is a is a good set of sound um, for me um, because I grew up with the for like kind of five minutes walk from the ocean in Northern Ireland. So um it's kind of one of those things. Um Tim is Do you want Tim me to is, record you one? Uh, what of your voice?
1: No, I can either do crime and just record Wolverhampton or I can do <laughs> you a rainforest one.
0: Uh <laughs> I don't want your rainforest Liam, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um so I mean it. It's uh, yeah, Tim's just suggested like things like you're familiar with like audio books and that kind of stuff can be really good. Like uh, but it, I, I think it's that thing that um, Niels was talking about earlier is that the the way to get rid of anxiety is to think about anything other than the thing that you're anxious about um, and not to focus on trying to not think about it, but just to fill your brain with something else. That's not it. Um, and if that is filling your brain with, I mean, like white noise um, and like those kind of ambient soundtracks and things are things that I have been able to get to sleep to when I've been at events in the past, um, when I was struggling to sleep because of what I thought was noise in like the UK Games Expo with a lot of ambient noise in Birmingham Town Centre, that kind of stuff. Um, so I stuck in my earphones and listened to, you know, kind of, I think it was tropical thunderstorms or something like that, got me to, got me off to sleep. And, you know, I've done it in the past at home. So, um i mean this has been
2: and and you can use it as a mindfulness focus and the key thing is as long as you're not trying to get rid of something then you won't sort of risk increasing the anxiety you just kind of just just enjoy the tropical thunderstorm sound and just focus (laughs) on it you know I, 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 i totally um sympathize with that yeah
0: yeah that's great cool um right Niels, we're at the bit where we get back to um away from your uh, your professional thing um once again just massive thanks for coming on and talking to us about this stuff it's been it's been phenomenally interesting for me um have you got any shout outs that you want to do
2: um let's shout out all my friends at thirsty meeples in oxford the regulars that's uh Chris Cowley, Dave Brian, um Alex, um uh Peter, um and um uh, uh even um uh who else am I missing? Ian Hodgson. Um, so
0: you you shouldn't have started with names, you should have just said everyone from my editing group.
2: I'm, I'm <laughs> such an amateur at this, aren't I? I think I'm... <laughs> Um, shout out to Zach, obviously, he's fantastic, my son. Um, and um, who else can I shout out? Um, Me? Yeah, you, you Liam, and and, and I'll shout out Board in Brum yeah <laughs> and also and also you guys at sift takers i'm really looking forward to seeing you all at sto in a couple of months time that's that's kind of got me got me thinking about my lists and so on i'm going to enjoy that thanks very much thanks are very you much.
0: are you coming are you coming to chicago again this year or did you do it ah, last year yeah. and that's enough
2: that's enough probably for several years i'm guessing <laughs> <laughs>
0: fair enough that's fair enough, enough
2: doing every year and I've had some other trips as well I'm very lucky that way Uh, but um, yeah uh, I I, I hope uh, maybe in a couple of years time we'll see Yeah, Fantastic
1: Go on Liam I'm going to shout "Born in Brum I'm going to shout out Neil's as well because we've had quite a few conversations just regarding X-Wing because I think I randomly bumped into you I think Mm. the first because I think we'd spoken on forums and stuff and then when you came and introduced yourself and I was like Oh, you don't sound like your name implies. Where right. did that come from? Yeah. And I was really confused. But no, like every time I've spoken to you, Nils, like it's it's always been a positive interaction, and it's it's great to have people like you in the community.
2: Likewise, Tim. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Thanks, and thank you. Mm. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I'm going to shout out Tim as well for organising events that he can't even run now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so Tim's Tim's running an event um, on Sunday, um, and it's the same weekend as the XCC final, so he's he's letting Ben run it for him. Um,
2: no, no, it's it's I'm that confident at running events these days. I don't need to turn up to round four to actually be in the <laughs> hall. <laughs>
0: I'm so good at it; <laughs> I don't even need to be there, and I can run an event.
1: No, but you need to get like a, a well, virtual. Presence device. <laughs> just get yourself on some wheels and an iPad. Well, you know, we, we're we all using Teams and you know, stuff now. I could just, like, video call in and just be watching all from a webcam. As long as the webcam's not in the toilets, that'd be weird.
2: No, no worries. You'll be safe. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: not a 40K event, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's where they throw all the dice, isn't it? <laughs> I Quick! If I flush my weighted dice, they'll disappear, or maybe just bubble away in the bottom of this toilet forever. Uh, who knows? Uh, if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, just check the first stall at element the next time you go to visit in the gen- in the toilet next to the bar. There's a pair of weighted dice that got used in a 40k event. Um, somebody tried to flush them, so they they have stuck framed, on the wall in framed, perpetuity, framed. Yeah, they're yet. not they're
2: not just sat on like you know the system or something like that. They are no, they're. Actually... In a presentation a frame. frame with a photograph. and stuff.
0: <laughs> Never forget and all that kind of stuff. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I don't have any um, immediate shout-outs um, other than kind of the normal stuff to shout at you guys and the guys at the the local club who are coming down. Um, I was going to talk a little bit about my choices for um, my choices for Worlds, but we've got plenty of time to talk about that, and I'm doubtless going to change my mind about seven or eight times, but <laughs> it turns out Rebels are good, even if you don't use Han. Who knew that? Wait, everybody. Tantalizing hint. (laughs) Yeah, tantalizing hint. You're not going to be surprised by any of the pieces. It's basically all the things that are good that aren't Han that you normally have to leave some stuff out because you want to take Han. So instead of leaving other stuff out to take Han, you just leave Han out and you get to take everything else. It's fine. (laughs) Good. (laughs) It's fine. On that note... um, it's going to say uh, another huge big thanks and uh, goodbye from Niels. Goodbye. Uh, thank you and goodbye from Liam. Toodles. Uh, goodbye from me. Thanks very much. Speak soon. Bye bye. <laughs>